On this week's Global Flavors, we're exploring the flavors of Guangzhou. Guangzhou is situated in Guangdong Province in southern China, near the Pearl River and Pearl River Delta, and of course shares some similarities with our local Hong Kong dishes. Known for its emphasis on the flavors of the ingredients themselves, spices are used to enhance this fresh taste. This week, I'm really delighted to be chatting with Chris Thomas and Stephanie Lee from Chinese Cooking Demystified, one of YouTube's most popular English language series on Chinese cooking, and we'll be talking about the flavors of Guangdong. Here, Stephanie starts with her own food journey. I always like cooking, and um, ever since graduated from college, I kind of cook from time to time, and I always like. Baking, I guess, and starting from there, and you see, you start to just do random things, and and then I met Chris,、um, and then we started to like to start to make more Chinese food because you know he's living in China and it's very very interesting that and sometimes I feel like I as the Chinese person have the responsibility, you know. To show some of the cooking, and then that's kind of how we started、uh, representation. Yes, <laughs> to show the, the, the Chinese cuisine.、Um, so, did you start cooking from quite a young age already? Did your family?、Um, I say let because I, I grew up in a very Chinese household. My grandpa was a cook. He never let me go into the kitchen.、Oh. He used to always say, "Stay away. You're going to make a mess." How, how was it for your family? <laughs> Uh, my parents they work full time, so、uh, after they got home, it's kind of not really early.、Uh, so after I got home from school, they would be kind of cooking in the kitchen, prepping for the meal, and they would let me help prepping, like sometimes cutting garlic, scallion, washing the rice, and later starting cutting meat, this kind of thing. So that's like my introduction. To cooking just by helping my parents in the、uh, kitchen. Yeah, brilliant.、Um, and how about for you then, Chris? How, how did your cooking journey begin? I had one kind of like close friend in、um, university that was basically studying to become a chef, and you know he would always go to parties and stuff, and he would bring a backpack filled with like seasoning, and then he would just kind of like go up and be like, "Hey, what do you have in your fridge?" And just kind of like whip something up, and I don't know. I guess like a little part of me was always kind of like envious of that, right? So like in university, I kind of started getting into it as a hobby, and then when I moved to China right after university, I didn't、um, I didn't cook for a a while because you know you're in China, the food's great. It's like you could try cooking Chinese food, but、uh, you know you're probably not going to be Better than the random kind of like Xiao Chao stir fry place like around the corner. So、um, yeah, for a while I didn't, but then it was actually kind of the a little bit of a frustration of the level of foreign food in Shenzhen that I was just like,、oh, I feel like I could cook better. I don't know hamburgers and some of these like places. So I started getting back into cooking then, and then. Uh, yeah, then it was kind of like a natural transition. If you're into food, it's just kind of like slowly start to cook more and more Chinese dishes. You know, I I remember starting with uh, you know, my 
my book of Fuchsia Dunlop or whatever going to the yes. market. And- um, Chris, you were mentioning just now, you know, um, that the average siutao um, around um, uh, Guangzhou, around Shenzhen, is 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 not uh, is better than your own home cooking. Then then it's quite an undertaking to be able to learn and to make it better than them. I mean, how did you go about that process as a team? Do we Both I, better? I, I wouldn't say that no. we are better than them. <laughs> we try to be as good as the people that are actually like, you know, working at F&B. Uh, but yeah, we'll never say that we're better than them. Yeah, we have a, we whenever we're kind of like testing for a dish or whatever, we have our own kind of like metric in our head, which is just like, okay, like we try to aim for 90% of a good version of something. That's yeah. kind of like, yeah, so yeah, I wouldn't say that we're better, right? Yeah. So okay. Yeah. Beg your pardon. Um, well, Steph, how how would you uh, sort of describe Guangzhou cuisine then to someone who's not so familiar with it? How would you uh, describe it? Oh, this is such a big topic. Uh, how would I describe it? It's something that if they are, let's see, if they're coming from North America, I'll say there's it's something that has some kind of similarity as the American Chinese food uh, that they will see. Uh, you can see some origins uh, where certain dishes came from, but the the way it is is still very different. Uh, for someone that have no idea what Guangzhou food, like Guangzhou Choi or like Taiwanese food is, then I will say it's a cuisine that very seasonal, uh, put a very heavy emphasis on its ingredient. This is a very tough question. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, that's okay. Because I recently, we recently talked about Hong Kong food and Cantonese food. Uh And of course, it's, you know, different that there are some differences between uh, Guangzhou Uh Choi and Hong Kong Choi, even though I I would say it lends. Oh, yeah, maybe. So if you want to. Or like the micro region yeah, yeah, kind right. of thing. Okay, yeah. sure. Yes. Okay. But that's a little bit easier. Narrower. <laughs> uh so I think like the thing the food in Guangzhou is a little bit more it's it's definitely different from like the food in Hong Kong. Like let's say let's talk about the different first. The ones in Hong Kong has a lot more Western influence. You can see um, like the British influence a lot more and then you can also see obviously integrations from like Tiu like that you food too. Uh, the ones in Guangzhou, sorry, sometimes I keep on saying the Mandarin names. Yeah, no, uh, apo- uh, apologies for listeners to oh, Hong no, Kong. Not I'll all, try not to stick all. with Kelly's. Oh, no, 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 both are fine. <laughs> <laughs> so like the things in uh, Guangzhou is a little bit more, you can see um the produce and sourcing has like a little bit more uh, emphasize on uh, the produce is more like coming from like rice fields and fresh river produce. I think that's actually two kind of very obvious and important uh, characteristics for food in Guangzhou and also like Nampunshan, uh, uh like PRD. Uh, that has like a heavier emphasis on the 
sourcing from rural areas around there, like rice, uh, freshwater fish, uh, some kind of herbs that like grows around there. Um, I mean, I would say also specifically like, um, you know, you see the way that like some of the freshwater fish is used. I remember when we were trying to make fish balls, right? We were in Chunda, right? So we were based in Chunda and we were trying to make basically like, uh, you know, Hong Kong style fish balls. And we were having a world of pain trying to do that in order to actually get the ocean fish. And we're in Chunda where they have absolutely phenomenal aquaculture, right? You know, the shrimp is just world-class. It's amazing. Um, obviously like Ningyu um, is practically a food group, right? <laughs> um, and yeah, I mean, it's it's a great place for seafood, but then it's like river seafood or like, uh, you know, kind of farm seafood, this kind of thing. Whereas in Hong Kong, um, and also kind of like along the coast, right? You can see a lot more kind of like uh, ocean produce, this kind of thing. So, I mean, yeah, there's a lot of kind of like small uh, differences, I think within different kinds of like Cantonese microregions that we find very fascinating. Um, you know, that there's certain dishes that are unique to Shunda or are unique to uh, Dongguan or are unique to Chaoqing or different kind of areas around there. But then if you try to take a step back and try to say like, okay, what is kind of the philosophical differences between these microregions, it becomes a lot harder. Mm -hmm. But I think that there are definitely kind of like unique things within those microregions, which is kind of probably why I would say that, yeah, it's kind of microregions of one cuisine rather than different cuisines dotted mm -hmm. around the Delta. I'm glad I don't you brought know if up. You'd agree with that. Yeah, I'm. I'm glad you brought up unique. I mean, just on a personal level, what makes Guangzhou food so unique for you? For example, I guess uh, maybe I can actually answer this question a lot better for Shunda, right? Because I think Guangzhou has taken a lot of different kinds of influences, also from Hong Kong and also from Shunda. So. Um, if it's okay, I can answer the question for Shunda because we lived there for a while. So sure. I can, and it has a very kind of like distinctive local cuisine. Um, what would I consider like in terms of characteristic dishes or just characteristics like philosophy of food? Um, any, any, just what, what, why okay. is it so special to you? What makes it so unique compared to other places? It can be on a personal level. Um, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I guess for, for me, something that I find um, really interesting about Shunda specifically is that it is, it's a place that, hmm, I don't know, uh, it's hard to, hard to answer. Can you think of anything at first? So for example, uh, for, for me, oh, I find um, Hong Kong food, for example, or, or, yeah, Hong Kong food, why it's so unique for me personally is because it comes in such a big variety. So you can have steamed food, you can have braised food, you can have stir fry, you can have deep fried. I'm being a bit greedy <laughs> for some of our listeners who've mm -hmm. tuned into my radio show will know um, I'm a big foodie. My program is called Brunch. Um, and, and so there's something unique about it. I suppose it, are those characteristics um, also applicable uh, to Guangzhou cuisine also? Because it's such a wide um, uh, range of of delicious food and styles and techniques of cooking. I know that, that, that to me makes it quite unique. 
what's unique about so I think using uh Shonduk as a example would be kind of like maybe a little bit easier to talk about this smaller differences because especially in the past you know, 20 years or so, uh the food in Guangzhou has taken a lot of like outside influence that it's like it's one of the major immigrant cities in the country. So it's not like just uh Guangzhou or like uh counties anymore. Hmm. Uh Shunda being a smaller city kind of keeps its local characteristic uh more and has like a stronger presence of it. Um I think what makes it uh unique for me is the heavy use of agriculture products there. Uh there are you can have like one fish and you can have like a dishes coming out oh, of it. Oh yeah, okay. Um, yeah, that's yeah, that's a good and, one. Yeah, and then like you can if you don't like bones in the fish, like Yu, it's a very umami fish. But then like I mean, I love it. I also hate it uh, <laughs> because it's so bony, but it tastes really good. So then like oh, what if like we just don't like the bones? So they just like take all the meats out and the bones out and just mix the fish meat like pay make it into a paste uh, and yes. mixing it with yes, yeah yes. if some pork or uh uh water chestnut this kind of things and then stuff it back into the fish skin and make like a fish looking fish but without the bones like there's all of this culinary techniques that's applied into the local produce and make so much variety in dishes yeah yeah that's Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, no, I was going to say, that's such a great point. And it reminds me of Lang Yu. I remember my grandma used to get the tin version of it, Bao Si Lang Yu, the one with black bean sauce. I think that's a, a childhood staple in my household, definitely. Yeah. And But I remember those eating the bones. I remember thinking, gosh, it's so bony, this fish. Um, but of course, in the tin version, you can just eat the, the, the bone as well, as well. Yeah, I mean, it's always kind of funny, right? Like, yeah, when I, I remember when I first learned how to kind of, uh, you know, make the fish paste out of, uh, you know, lingyu, um, it, it was like, wait, okay, so you're just mincing up all the bones, and that's the way you do it? All right. Okay. Yeah, smart. Excellent. Well, we'll return uh, with more global flavors with Steph and Chris, uh, perhaps in next uh, week's episode, uh, where we'll be exploring some of their personal favorite and some of their maybe childhood favorites, if they can provide, and also some of the special techniques uh, used in uh, Guangzhou cooking or Shunde cooking also. Thank you so much.